And then uh, just let me add a word with uh, Mr. Showmaker said about caroling. Uh, this is like an amazing evening, and I'm hoping you're all pumped up about it, ready. We're even going to try a Christian forum on Thursday to teach you a carol. If you don't know the carol, I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day. You might want to Google that and just get a little bit of a lead time, because that's one we're going to sing. So uh, we'll practice it on Thursday, but we're going to go out in the community, bless them, and bring the love and the light of Jesus there. So that's Thursday night. Well, today, this is our last chapel. We come to the end of the semester of our Tuesday chapels, and specifically our Tuesday series. This fall, we've been in a series called Living with the Long Look. And each week, we try to look at a passage that helps us live on earth in light of eternity, helps us live now in light of then, helps us live this day longing for and looking for that day. So I was thinking, how do we wrap up that series? Where could we go? And I decided, my heart was drawn towards a book in the Bible that really is the wrap-up for the Bible. And it's probably as much as any book in the Bible gives us a sense of what does it mean to live with the long look, specifically the look towards Christ's second coming. I want to finish up our series by going to the book of Revelation, the very last book in the New Testament, And I want to go to the very last chapter and the very last verses of the last chapter. So Revelation 22. Because in these verses, in Revelation 22, I think we get a summary reminder of what it means to live with the long look. So this will kind of summarize, boil down, and focus all that we've been saying over the course of the semester and say, here's some things you want to keep in mind if you're going to live now in light of what's coming then. You've heard Nate talk about learning to be content in the now, and I think that's super important. One of the ways you stay content now is you trust God that he has a bigger story going on, even if you can't see it, and that the story is going to end well. And today we're going to see that. I want to talk to you about the long look and the grand finale. So I don't want to talk to you today. The long look and the grand finale. We're going to be in Revelation 22. I'll read verses 6 down to 21, and then we're going to focus on verses 20 and 21. Talk to you about the long look and the grand finale. Let me pray, and then we'll read these fascinating and inspiring verses. Lord, I thank you for these chapels that we've had. Thanks for the stories we've heard from different students about the way you've worked in their life. As we sang today, you are good. And you've done good things, and you are doing good things in our life. We don't always see it. We don't always feel it. But, Lord, we believe it because we know you, and you are good. And now show us how you are grand and how you have a finale plan for us that is amazing and will never end. And I pray you will teach us how to live now in light of that day. And I pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Let me read for you verses 6 down to the end of the chapter says this, and he said to me, these words are trustworthy and true. And the Lord, the God of the spirits of the prophets has sent his angel to show his servants what must take place. And behold, I am coming soon. Blessed is the one who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. I, John, am the one who heard and saw these things. And when I heard and saw them, I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who showed them to me. But he said to me, You must not do that. I am a fellow servant with you and your brothers, the prophets, and with those who keep the words of this book. Worship God. And he said to me, 
Do not seal up the words of the prophecy of this book, for the time is near. Let the evildoer still do evil, and let the filthy still be filthy, and the righteous still do right, and the holy still be holy. Behold, I am coming soon, bringing my recompense with me to repay each one for what he has done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes so that they may have the right to the tree of life and that they may enter the city by the gates. Outside are the dogs, the sorcerers, and the sexually immoral, and murderers, and idolaters, and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you about these things for the churches. I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright and morning star. The spirit and the bride say, come, and let one who hears say, come, and let the one who is thirsty come, and let the one who desires to take water of life without price. I warn everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book, if anyone adds to them, God will add to him the plagues described in this book. And if anyone takes away the words of the book of this prophecy, God will take away his share in the tree of life and in the holy city, which is described in this book. Now here are our focus verses, 20 and 21. He who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with all. Amen. In verse 20 there, we're given some reminders of how we should respond to the notion that Jesus is coming back. And I want to give those to you because if you keep these reminders in heart and mind, it will help you live with a long look. There are three. They're short, they're practical, and they're personal. So let me give them to you rather rapidly today. Here's the first reminder. It comes right out of verse 20. Here's this. Remember this. Remember the clock is ticking. That's the first thing I want you to say. If you're going to live with the long look, you're going to have to live with this reminder. The clock is ticking. By that, I mean the clock of history. The history is moving somewhere, and the clock is ticking. We're coming near the finale. I say that because that's what Jesus says. Verse 20, it says, He who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming soon. Now, if your Bible is like mine, if you have a red letter edition, you'll notice that those are the last red letters in the whole Bible. These would be the last words of Jesus. The last recorded words that we have. And Jesus is saying, he's the one who's testifying to these things. And he says, surely I am coming soon. Now, he's so insistent that you know that he's coming and coming soon, that essentially that message comes through five times in this last chapter. Let me just show you this idea. He's coming. He's coming soon. He's coming. Look at verse 6. And the words are trustworthy and true, and the Lord, the God of the spirits of the prophets, has sent me to show his servants what must, here it is, soon take place. Look at verse 7. The Lord says, the Lord Jesus says, and behold, I am coming soon. Slide down to verse 10. And he said, do not seal up the words of the prophecy of this book, for the time is near. Look at verse 12. Behold, I am coming soon, bringing my recompense with me. And then in our verse, if you slide down to verse 20, he who testifies to these things says, surely I am coming soon. It's like he doesn't want you to miss it. I'm coming soon. I'm coming soon. That's how the Bible ends. Think about that. 
What the Bible leaves ringing in the ears of believers is this. Jesus says, I'm coming soon. And it's a promise. I'm coming soon. I'm coming soon. Now, you may hear that and go, well, it's been 2,000 years since these words were written. That doesn't seem real soon to me. But a couple of weeks ago, we looked at what Peter says that really is the answer to that. Remember 2 Peter 3, verses 8 and 9. Peter says this, but do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but he is patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should re reach repentance. So Peter says, listen, when the Lord says, I'm coming soon, you need to remember, he speaks from the perspective of eternity. And with the Lord, a thousand years, it's like a day. And a day, like a thousand years. So when the Lord Jesus says, I'm coming soon, we know from our perspective, it doesn't feel that soon, but from heaven's perspective, it's coming. And the Lord says, I want you to live with a sense of imminency. I believe that we as Christians don't know the day of the Lord's return. I think Jesus said that. No one knows the hour. No one knows the day. So if you hear people telling you, I figured out the code, and I can tell you the day it's going to happen, I think you can safely say, I don't think that's true. But you and I need to live with what theologians call imminency. Which means we live like, you know, Jesus could come back today, like during this chapel. He could come back in our lifetime. It still could be longer than that. We don't know. But we live thinking he promised he would come and he would come soon. Now, if you went around and told your friends that, I believe Jesus is coming soon. Some of your friends would look at you and go, I think you're nuts. I think that's, a, that's some kind of spiritual fable that you all have bought into. You drunk the Kool-Aid. You've kind of come up with this idea that gives you a little sense of peace and happiness. And like, okay, if that's what you want to live in your own little kind of self-made-up world, I guess you can do that if it doesn't hurt anyone. But I think you're nuts. But it's interesting that right after this statement, John adds something that gives us the second reminder that you need to keep in mind if you're going to live with the long look. The first reminder is you remember that the clock is ticking, like it's coming. But the second reminder helps you when you're tempted to think, is it really coming? Is it coming soon? The second reminder is found in a single word where he says, look at it with me, verse 20, he who testifies to these things says, surely I'm coming soon. That's what Jesus says. Then John answers, amen. And I would say the second reminder is this. So the first one, remember the clock is ticking. The second one, affirm that these words are true. If you want to live with the long look, you've got to keep affirming that these words are true. You're going to have to say, you know what? I believe that this is true. Jesus said it. I believe it. The word amen there, you know the word amen. It has Hebrew roots, amen, right? It means truly. It means yes. It means so be it. So John is writing this down, and he hears Jesus say, Behold, I'm coming soon. And John's first word out of his mouth is, Amen. Truly. I'm with you. I'm all in. I believe that. I believe these things are true. In fact, that's another big emphasis in this chapter. John wants you to know that this is truth. 
fact, if you go back, let me just show you a couple things where it comes out. In fact, chapter 21, verse 5. Go back to chapter 21 and verse 5. Look what it says. Right after the vision of the new heaven and the new earth, verse 5 says, He who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Also, he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. Look at chapter 22 and verse 6. Then he said to me, these words are trustworthy and true. It's like God is saying, I want you to get this because these words are trustworthy and true. I love what, um, I love what the Bible says about the Lord. I think it's in the book of Titus. Paul uses this little phrase, talks about eternal life, and he says, which God, and then he throws in this line, which God who never lies promised before the beginning of time. Like God, God can't tell a lie. He is truth. And he says, I want you to know these words are trustworthy and true. So how does that help you? If you're going to live with the sense that the clock is ticking, like Jesus is coming, you're going to have people, and you're even going to have your own heart at times doubt that. You're going to have times when you go, is that really true? And that's when you come back to scripture and you say, Amen. With John, amen. That's what Jesus said, amen. It's true. Sometime you'll be driving in the car and on the Muzak station, you'll hear an old song from John Lennon, one of the Beatles, right? Singing, imagine there's no heaven. They play that at supermarkets, right? It's just some kind of Muzak song. Imagine there's no heaven. It's easy if you try. No hell beneath us, above us only sky. Yeah, imagine that. And you say, no, 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 no. These words are true. You'll never live with a long look if you don't believe it's true. But if you can believe Jesus, the one who came the first time, as the scriptures promised, and who promised to come the second time, then you're going to say, I'm going to live like it's true because I believe it is. So if you want to live with a long look, you got to sense the clock is ticking. There's urgency. you got to remember this thing is true. But there's a third thing that I'll leave you with. It comes out of verse 20 again. Let me read the verse one more time. He who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming soon. And then John says, Amen. And then he says this, Come, Lord Jesus. Here's the third thing. If you're going to live with the long look, not only remember the clock's ticking, not only affirm that it's true, third thing is this. Keep saying, come. Keep saying, come. That's what John says. Come, Lord Jesus, come. I'm ready. I want you to come. Probably he's building off an Aramaic phrase, Maranatha. Probably heard that before, Maranatha. It means come. Come, Lord. Oh, Lord, come. Paul uses it in 1 Corinthians 16.22. At the end of that verse, he says, Lord Jesus, come. Maranatha. And John finishes up. He hears Jesus says, I'm coming soon. And he goes, amen. Oh, Lord, come. Come, Lord. So keep saying, come. See, Christians are people who love their life now, in a sense. It's not like we check out now, but we have a longing for what's coming. We learn to live with contentment now because we know what's coming is going to be grand and glorious. And we look forward to it. We're going to be with the Lord. And John says, come, come, Lord Jesus. He's excited about that. Linda and I have a family friend up in Ottawa 
who, uh, mom and dad and three kids. And when the kids were little, there was two girls and a little boy. He was, the little boy was probably about five at the time. The mom was telling me the story that when the kids were little, she goes into them one day and she goes, hey kids, I got a surprise for you. This summer, we're flying out to Alberta and we're gonna go see the Rocky Mountains. And all the little kids, uh, three of them, especially the little guy, just throws up their arms and go, yay! And she goes, and here's something else. We're going to drive down, and we're going to see grandma and grandpa. And the little guy once again went, yay! And then she goes, and get this, we may even see some elk. And again, the little five-year-old guy goes, yay! And then one of the older girls, a sibling, the oldest one says, do you think we can maybe take a canoe ride on a fast river? And the mom says, oh, honey, that might be a little dangerous because the canoe could tip over and you could fall in the water and drown and go to be with Jesus. And the little guy throws up his arms and goes, yay! (laughs) And a little child shall lead them, right? Christians are people who hear the message that Jesus is coming soon. And they say, yay. Come. You know, the longer I live and the more carnage and chaos that I see around me in the world, the easier it is to say, come Lord Jesus. I'm really not checking out on this life. I want to be fully engaged, fully involved. I want to give my life to serve the Lord. But it's easier and easier to say with John, come, come Lord. We're ready for you. We're anticipating you. Paul says in 2 Timothy 4.8, he says, There is laid up for me the crown of glory, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And then he adds this, And not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. Is that you? Is that me? Can you say, come, keep saying, come, come, Lord, come. But get this, you not only say, come, Lord Jesus, there's a second come that you say. It comes out of verse 17. You tell people, come to Jesus. You say to the Lord himself, come, Lord Jesus. And then if you're living with the long look, you turn to the people around you and you say to them, hey, listen, I got something for you. Come to Jesus. I get that out of verse 17. Look at it. I love this verse. The spirit and the bride say, come. And let the one who hears say, come. And let the one who is thirsty, come. And let the one who desires take water of life without price. Who's the bride here? The bride would be us. It's the bride of Christ. So it says that we're out there waiting. We're saying to Jesus, come, Lord Jesus. And then we're turning around to people around us and we're saying, hey, you, come to Jesus. We say to them, are you thirsty? Are you finding yourself parched in this life? Then let me tell you about living water that comes to you freely. And you tell them the story of the Lord Jesus who came the first time as a baby, who lived and spent his life doing good, and then went to a cross to carry all of our sins, and on that cross shouted out, I thirst, so that all the rest of us wouldn't have to live our whole life being thirsty. He took it for us, and he offers us, verse 17 says, He offers us 
the water of life without price. You know what? If you're, if you're living with a long look, you'll be a person that can't rest easy with the fact that you have people around you who know you know and who you love who aren't ready for Jesus' coming. It won't, it'll, it'll, it'll trouble you. It will burden you. And you'll not only be content to just look up to heaven and say, come Lord Jesus, you're going to look for opportunities to say to them, come to Jesus. Look what he's done for me. Look what he could do. There's water. It's free. It's for you. He died so that you could have life. You're going to tell them that. And you're going to do that all because his grace will help you. Look how the very last verse ends. Look how John ends this. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with you all. Amen. If you're going to live with the long look, it will be by God's grace. It will save you. It will sustain you. And it will strengthen you as you live for that day, remembering that the clock is ticking, affirming that this is true, and then you keep saying, come. I want to close by playing you a song today that I've come to love over the years. It's a song that just talks about come, come. And I hope you'll take it personally and, and just enjoy these next couple minutes as you hear a song that says to you, you can come. And let it be a spur to you that you have a message that other people need to hear so they too can come. Listen to it. It's called The Spirit and the Bride. For the Spirit 